Welcome back, Closing Time fans. As you guys probably know, we just got back from Toronto not too long ago. The big T-dot. The boys are back in town. That's right. Some people might call it the Six. Some people might call it T.O. Some people might call it Canada's New York. Some, I don't know if people call it that. Some people might call it Drake Country. Drake Land. The Drake <laughs> Homeland. Drake Land. Drake Some people world. might call it Drake Land. Some people might call it Drake World. But as you guys can imagine, we got a ton of material from going out there. Lots of stories coming your way. So buckle in. Put your hat on backwards. Do what you got to do. Because these are about to be intense. Put your TikToks on pause because it's time for the Closing Time Podcast, episode numero 17. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, first of all, we should just do this chronologically because there's no way, there's no better way to tell a story than chronologically. If you're going to tell a story, what's the best way you can tell it? You want to tell it from the beginning. You want to tell it right from the start. And I'll, I'll let you know that we left here... At 8.30 p.m. We did. On a Tuesday. And let me tell you who we meet. We're sitting there. Brayden, Mr. Chatterbox that he is, he strikes up a conversation with some guy. This guy's talking. And let me tell you, once this guy started, he was not stopping. He's going on and on and on. He bought us a tequila shot. I was a little bit weirded out. He didn't just buy us a tequila shot. He bought us a shot of Patron, which is like fucking $15 a shot there at the airport. At the airport. Brandon's drinking $10 beers like it's, like it's his day job. I'm sitting there. I'm What am I? I'm Mr. Frugal. I'm sitting there with just watching TV, and I'm listening to some bullshit conversation go on. Now, out of nowhere, this guy starts telling Brayden that he is a professional beatboxer. Yeah, and he starts telling us he's a beatboxer. He starts telling us where to do some comedy. He starts... uh introducing us to some different rooms and he starts telling us what places are the best places to live in Toronto just in case we want to move there. But I'm skeptical. Okay, I'm from the mentality of trust no one. So this guy's telling me he's a beatboxer. I go, oh, you're a beatboxer? Why don't you lay down some beats? He goes, oh, you're a comedian? Why don't you tell me a joke? I say, fair enough. So I said something <laughs> so stupid. I say, touche. <laughs> I say, touche. This guy's going uh, on and on and on about how much he knows about comedy. I'm like, I don't know where this guy gets off. I don't tell him how to beat his boxes. <laughs> do I? No, I do not. He starts telling me it's just 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 bullshit. He starts going like, you know, comedy it's 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 hard, but it's also it can be easy. Yeah. It's just all about, you know. It's like anybody could do comedy, but anybody could also you know, tape up a box. So, I don't know, why I said tape up a box, beatboxing. Tape up a box, that's like the new slang for it. Yeah. So anyways, we're in the Calgary, uh, not the Calgary. We're in the Winnipeg airport. And uh, this is something that pissed me off a little bit. I haven't even addressed this yet with uh, the old Saltmeister. Oh. <laughs> but he, he sits there for two hours talking horseshit with fucking MC Bobkoff, <laughs> some beatboxer. Hey, dude, this guy had like 30,000 30, followers on Instagram. He was, he was for real. He was for real friends, bro. So he's talking to him, going on and on about the Maple Leafs, about the Jets for two hours. They call us. They start saying, you know, if you're wearing a blue shirt and your hat's on backwards and you got a red shoes, you can now board the plane. And I'm like, holy shit, that almost matches my description. I better get in line. I get in line. Where's Brandon? I don't know. Dawdling behind. He's trying to figure out where he put his ticket. Chaotic as usual. So then I'm standing in line. I'm getting closer. And he goes, <laughs> I think I need a bagel. I go, you need a bagel? <laughs> you need a bagel. It was actually a Twix bar. Dude, but... you can catch this. You can catch these hands. You need a bagel. <laughs> so I get cleared through. I'm on the plane. I'm sitting there just going like, where the fuck is this guy? 
people are getting on. Even like the people who look like they'd be late for airplanes are getting on. And then Brandon comes along with his stupid fucking chocolate bar. It's fucking whatever else he bought. No, the funniest thing is that I see Milad. <laughs> I see you. And I walk back. I have this fucking Twix bar in my head. There's like chocolate everywhere because it's so hot <laughs> in the airport. And I see you're right at the front of the line. And you're like, the woman's talking to you. And you're like looking around and trying to find me. And I'm going like waving my hands in the air. I'm like, Milad, Milad. <sighs> I'm just about to cut the entire line. And you looked and you just went, fuck. And you just walked on the plane. Yeah, so it was not a... Uh... <laughs> It was not a great start. I sit there in silence for the whole plane ride because I'm just like, this guy's fucking boring. No, he doesn't sit there in silence because Milan's like, oh, I don't want my ears to pop like a little pussy. And he goes and buys gum. But what kind of gum does he buy? Hubba Bubba extra fucking Mega Max. It's like one piece of gum will fill your entire mouth full yeah, of gum. Yeah, but then guess who is prepared? Me. Then when the plane starts taking off, guess whose ears aren't popping? Mine. Then they got this guy going, can I get a piece of your Hubba Bubba? Takes it, puts it in his <laughs> mouth, starts going, I don't know how you could chew this. It's just too much gum for my mouth. It's like, dude, can you do you have any more complaints? Do you want to <laughs> ring the little stewardess bell? No, the funniest thing was that Milan forgot his headphones. But the guy's not going to buy headphones on a two-hour flight. So yeah. he just sits there and stares at me the entire time. No, I was, that's not even true. I didn't, forget my, I didn't forget my headphones. I had my headphones, but I didn't have any downloaded content to listen to. Oh, yeah. So I was playing with GarageBand. <laughs> I was just like, how oh, you know that it's going to be boring. At one point, I looked over, though. You were literally just staring at my phone as I was listening to a podcast. I was like, Jesus Christ. So anyways, that's just – we haven't even – we're still in Winnipeg and, and Winnipeg airspace. And we're already getting on each other's nerves. But then, we get to Hamilton. And let me tell you something. Brin's auntie, what's her name? My auntie Laura. Shout out Auntie Laura. She gets us a suite. Not just any suite. The Deluxe Captain Especial <laughs> fucking suite at the Sheridan in Hamilton. By the way, Hamilton, mm-hmm. I tweeted this guy one like, I think. Hamilton equals Big Selkirk, because that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it's like Selkirk with tumbleweeds. Like it's and, and There's nothing there. We tried to, what do we try to do? We tried to go and find, like, we'll just grab a beer somewhere. Grab a beer. It was 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, which isn't that late. And I was literally waiting for Clint Eastwood to come by with his fucking pistol. <laughs> like a tumbleweed to blow by. There's fucking nobody in sight. So anyways, I the only, we, the we only went to a bar called The Mule. This is a fucking horseshit. Yeah, the only place open was a uh, Mexican tequila place, but it was premium tequila only. So it was like fucking expensive as hell. I got one taco. What? One, you got one fish Mr. taco. Mr. Frugal. Anyways. So we're at the Sheridan, and since we had the uh, Captain uh, Mucho Grande Especial package, we had like a, a special. Well, I don't even know what it was called. Like some sort of some sort of board lounge. Room. Lounge. There a lounge. You go. Yeah. It was a lounge that only certain members could go into. One of them being us. So it's like one o'clock in the morning. Sully and I, you know, we're walking around. I'm eating NutriGrain bars because you know that fish taco that doesn't take you far. So I'm eating Nutri-Grain bars. I'm eating apples, whatever else kind of fruits they got there. Brayden's already crushed his third Mountain Dew. Oh, I was fucking on the Mountain Dew. He was, he was going. He was in on the Mountain Dew. <laughs> Out of nowhere, this guy walks in, this fucking bald guy, and uh, he just goes, uh, do you guys have any water? Like in this like British accent, right? And this guy, he starts just talking our ear off. Chatty Patty, man. Chatty Patty. He goes, you know, I, uh, what are you guys doing here? Oh, you're comedians. Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm, I'm doing this fucking John Lennon accent. The funniest thing, though, is like people always think that we're like like fucking Netflix special comedians as soon as you say it. So this guy's like, oh, yeah, so you've done like uh, just for laughs and everything. 
Yeah, and I'm like, I should just say yeah, because this guy, he, he, you gotta watch your toes for all this guy's name drops. This guy just starts going, yeah, you know, I, uh, I actually attended Oxford. You ever heard of it? I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> he he, was, he took it further. He's like, it's pretty prestigious school. If you didn't yeah, know. I was like, I heard of it. He goes, it's yeah, it's a pretty prestigious school. You know, just not anybody can get in. You know, it's actually pretty crazy because after I graduated, people would literally just give me jobs. Like I would just be walking in the street. They'd be like, do you want a job? I'd be like, no. <laughs> Why? Because he has to do what with his friends? Oh, he starts saying. He said, "Oh yeah, cause uh, no, this is what happened." He said, <laughs> "You asked him what you what were you doing when you were 21." Yeah. Yeah. He said, "What were you, what are you doing when you're 21?" He just goes, "Oh, you know, when I was 21, me and my mates were just whoring around." And I I had never heard that. He used it like it was like some sort of sport. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm whoring. Whoring. I was hoeing around. I was like, "You were doing what?" He goes, "Oh man, just just hoeing around with mates and oh, uh, me and my mates went to Mo- went to Manchester. And we saw hoeing around." Yeah. Just uh, the guy, he had to be one of the most t- top ten most arrogant guys I ever met in my life. He goes, I stu- I studied neuroscience, you know, it was it was interesting and obviously I aced the course, but it's just like sometimes, you know, things just aren't for you and you have to find your own path. And I'm just like, uh, oh yeah, you study neuroscience, so what do you do? Like, are you a doctor? He goes, No, I'm a consultant. It's just like a consultant. A consultant, I could be a fucking consultant, you know what I mean? He's like, well, when you're for Ox- when you're from Oxford, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do anything. And then he just starts shitting on people who aren't. He goes, uh, uh, he he drops the c word. That's what he does. Oh, yeah. He calls me, and I don't even know this guy. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to give him the whole Selkirk left hook. No way that I let that fly, you know. Yeah. And he and I go, ah, you know, maybe you're from a different part of the world, you know. Uh, you don't even hear it. You know, it sounds different in your language. And he goes, yeah, that's because uh, we've mastered the language. It's called English for a reason, you know. <laughs> and I go, F- I'm, re- I'm just thinking, like, fuck you, you know. Yeah. This guy, he doesn't say kitten. He says kitten. You didn't even fucking use all the letters <laughs> in that sentence, in that word. So, you know what? Take your Oxford thing and fucking hit the road, yeah. Paul. No, the funniest thing the funniest thing was that he said, uh, oh, everything he said was condescending. Didn't matter what it was. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, you know, my kids grew up here, and uh, the school system here is not not the greatest, but <laughs> he's got a confidence. He's got American confidence. So it's great when we go back to England. He's like, the, he's the, the run of the litter. He's the run of the litter, but he's uh, also the dumbest kid in the area because the school system here suck. And then he goes, he does this hacky, worse than our British accents. He goes, he does his American. Mm. It was the funniest thing. He goes, my son comes along and he goes, hey guys, over here, look at my truck. And just like, I don't fucking talk like that. Why are you talking like that? You know? Yeah, yeah. I just thought, how con- I, was, I thought it was funny how con- anything, anything you said, he's like, oh, you're drinking Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, well, I'm sure that Canadians love Mountain Dew. It's like, yeah. yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, Mountain Dew is good for good for energy, bad for the body. Yeah, he, no, he would just be like, you know, it's, it's for some clearly. I've, uh, you know, some people just clearly don't care about my their health. I mean, I've made my choice; you've made yours. Up to you, you know. Yeah. Oh, Nutrigrain bath, very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. yeah he, it, us in England, we only eat apples every day. <laughs> actually, only apples. So, uh, yeah, I, I have like glasses on. He goes, you yeah, know, if you would stop drinking so much Mountain Dew, you know, your eyesight would improve. Like. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the most that was the the most interesting thing in Hamilton was that fucking douchey yeah. British guy. The funniest thing is he said, "Can I take down your number?" I was like, "What are you gonna call this number?" This guy has my number. So yeah. you could do what with it, you know? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Just in case I need a, a comedian for my consulting from Oxford. So the next day, uh, we take it's called the Go Train, but it was just a double decker bus. Unless we got on the wrong thing, I don't know. I don't think the train was there. Like there's a, there is a go because the go train is what we took like when we we're in Toronto. 
Oh, well, anyways, we 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 do, we take this double decker bus from Hamilton to Toronto, and the funniest thing: the second we get in Toronto, there's a PA announcement that goes, uh, "Welcome everybody to the great city of Toronto. We're happy to have you. Please be aware if you notice any suspicious-looking bags, please exit the plane, or please not the plane. <laughs> uh, please exit your your bus uh, and report it immediately." It's like, what is a sketchy-looking bag? And how many of those do they get? And they know? use the word "sketchy," yeah. you know. If you notice a sketchy looking bag, please report it to your It's so it's so informal. If you see a sketchy ass looking bag laying on the ground. I like, mean if you're fucking walking around <laughs> and it's like this you know? Yeah. If yeah, if you run into a bag, you kick it and there seems like there's like a fucking, I don't know, bomb in there or something, well maybe let us know. If you hear a tick, 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 I mean come on, somebody's gotta know. Yeah. So anyways, we start walking around Toronto and uh, we check into our Airbnb. Now now bear in mind, I just had the sleep of my life. In a in a double king California whatever you want to, to call it to yourself to myself, we check in to this Airbnb. Mind you, we spent twenty dollars on it per night, so you know what you get what you get and you don't get upset. However, we check in. Brayden, he gets the big bed. I'm not I'm not offended. He's taller. He earns the big bed. <laughs> but it's on my credit card. <laughs> but on top of his big bed. Is a fucking crescent moon that you can plug in and it lights it it lights up, and this this isn't just a little nightlight. This thing's like the size of my giant ass head. And above Milan's head is four paper plates with strings on them, taped to the wall with scotch tape <laughs> that say "Have a good day," like a fucking arts and crafts from kindergarten. But each plate has a different word. Have one plate. Different plate, good, different plate, and they're all like on varying levels with just, different fonts. Like it was just like it was the it fucking was, weirdest thing. I was like, I, I do, I think I'm, I'm ready to die. I'm yeah. gonna die. Not and, only that, when we walked into the room, there's like two big ass bags of garbage. Yeah, just overflowing. Yeah, and so, then I look at my phone. It says uh, Airbnb app pops up, and it says, "Tell Luke how it went." I was like, I don't know if Luke's want, Luke wants to hear this. Yeah, my beds, the beds that even made is like a fucking pest state in the corner. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ, where are we? Yeah, this is. <laughs> I felt like I was in jail. Yeah, literally. So we started laughing about that. Most people would be offended, but I, I am just kinda, not staying here. I think it was kind of funny. I thought it was funny too. I thought it was funny how they had no towels. I drive my whole body with a little face cloth, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell is this? Barely covers your crotch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I look like a Greek guy, <laughs> like dressed like fucking Aristotle. <laughs> the funniest part about the place was like, nobody lived in that house. They just rent the entire thing out. So it's like Animal House, yeah. you know? When me and Milan, like, later in the night when we did get back, we got home back at, like, four in the morning. There's, like, two two rooms that were just having to fuck fest. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, you got to be kidding me. There was, like, uh, it was, they're trying to, they kind of were, but they were trying to, like, be, uh, like, sneaky about it. Yeah. So you'd hear, like, a couple little squeaks and be like, hey, I think they're begging. <laughs> I start giggling because I'm fucking 12. I start giggling, and then right when they hear my giggle, they just they just let loose because they're like, "Well, he knows, whatever." Okay. Yeah. So uh, that was our <laughs> that was our Airbnb, but the first day, uh, we, we weren't there for very long, but uh, we got recommended some different you know some different comedy venues to hit up. So we get to this one. What was it called? Should we say the name? It doesn't really matter what yeah, the yeah. name of it. Well, was. it's probably a good thing we say the name because then they get a little recognition. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Emmett Ray was the first one. Uh, Emmett Ray. So I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, we got there a little bit early. Uh, we're we're talking to the bartender. The bartender's from Winnipeg. We're having this good back and forth. We're sitting there. We're sitting there, and he tells us when the hosts come, I'll tell you who they are. You introduce yourselves. 
blah, blah, blah. Now this fucking guy, he was a good guy, but he did not think to tell us a vital piece of information about said open, open mic, mic that we are about to do. Yeah. So, so the, the woman, the woman gets in finally and uh, everybody's signing up. We notice that there's like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty woman heavy room, which is kind of odd for comedy. And then she's, she looks at us and she goes like, uh, we're like, oh, hi, I'm Sully. This is Milan. Whatever. We're here to do comedy. She's like, oh, that's nice. And we're like, oh yeah. And Nick Nemiroff sent us. And she's like, no, oh. this is, this is, this is what we do. We go up. This is <laughs> Nick. We open up for Nick Nemiroff in Lockport. So we have his contact information. He is the, he used to live in Toronto. So he helped us out. He told us kind of good rooms to hit. We didn't just say Nick Nemiroff. We were douchier about it. Oh yeah. yeah. Because we have to get on stage. We're not coming all the way to Toronto and not getting on. So I'm going up to people and I'm be like, yeah, they'd be like, uh, who are you? And I'd be like, Milan. They'd be like, okay, well, it's kind of a long list of comedians. I don't know and everything like that. And I go, yeah, well, Nick sent me. <laughs> and they go, Nick, Nick who? And I go, ah, you might've heard of him just for laughs. Not a big deal. Uh, Nemiroff. Yeah, opened up for him. I think he liked me. <laughs> you, I mean, you could be the judge once you put me on. If you want to look, yeah. He, if you want to look, he follows me on Instagram. So, yeah. so we're doing like we're doing that because because we got to get on stage, right? Yeah. And the, the girl comes up to us and she's like, "Uh, yeah, we 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 should be able to squeeze you on, but just so you guys know, like this is like a a women's women's and transgender forward open mic. It was a women in like LGBTQ, yeah, LGBTQ forward, yeah." It was a LGBTQ and women's forward room, so they prioritize women's uh, women and people of color and LGBTQ comedians. So here's the thing: the bartender told us he goes, "Yeah, you know, we're doing we, this whole point of this bar and comedy is to get away from you know we, we're not into bros." And I was just like, "Why did you not just say guys? Yeah, why did you say bros? You know? Yeah, I hear bro, I'm thinking a certain kind of guy. So whatever." They, they tell us this thing or whatever. It's 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 woman focused, so whatever. The lady comes back with the list. And Conrad is always a list of who goes up in what order, right? And she goes up to Sully. She goes, oh, you must be Sully, you know, masculine name. She comes over to me and she goes, oh, you, I'm not sure. You know, Milan, it's one of those things. It can be, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. You know, maybe it's girl, maybe it's guy. It's hard to tell. And I go, oh, it, it's both. Now, what I meant to say was it's both, meaning it's a unisex name. Milan could be a guy's or a girl's name. Not that you are both. Yeah. She took it as I am both, and I would hope to be recognized as such. So I say it's both. She goes, oh, 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 why don't you say something? Oh, my God. We're happy to have you. You know what? I'll make a special note of that. And then she just walks away. And I look at Brain and I go, she has to make a special note of, <laughs> of what? Of the origins of my name? I just, this whole time this conversation is happening, I totally saw what was going on. I was, I was locked in my own head. Yeah. Because, I don't know, maybe it was my own fucking way of growing up or whatever. Maybe it's because I look like a fucking, kind of like a caveman, you know? Yeah. I don't think I look like a girl. But she took it. So whatever. And I'm looking at Brain, I'm like, should I say something? And I'm like, fuck it. She obviously likes me more now, and I just never addressed it. I went up. I was <laughs> – how funny would it be if I had, uh, like, super dude material? Yeah. i go up, so, so I'm banging this girl the other day, <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, we thought he was this great transgender guy, and now he's just – some. He won't stop swearing. So we go up, and I'll admit it was a, it was a tad hostile. Yeah, cuz they're kind of like they were nice to us but they're also kind of like why the fuck do you get to go and invade our thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, true enough. 
Um, and the weird thing was that it was a rolling, it was a rolling mic. So you had to introduce the next person. So Milan went before me. So we got to introduce me as yeah. the next person, <laughs> but I had to introduce some person I have no clue about. I don't know if it's a he, her, they, or anything like that. Yeah. So I just go, this person, this person's a real firecracker. This person, I bet they're funny. I don't know them, but I can probably say that they're probably funny. And I just keep doing that for like fucking 30 seconds. And finally I handed the mic off. Yeah. But it was, well, was funny. It was we were there well in advance, right? So we're looking around, we're talking to people and uh, I'm looking at one of the menus and it's like every second day is jazz night. Yeah. So I look at the bartender and I'm like, what's with all the jazz? And he goes, oh, well, we're not doing comedy. We actually have uh, like a ton of jazz acts come through. It's kind of been known as like a jazz bar. I look at Brandon, I'm like, dude, I'm about to bomb. Like (laughs) jazz is just not my vibe. It's probably not your vibe, you know. Not a huge jazz enthusiast, but... I, I mean, I don't want to shit on all the people who are in jazz band. Don't I mean, fucking yell at us. Not but... to brag, but in Oxford, everybody can do jazz <laughs> incredibly well. Yeah, so that was that was the first open mic we do. The next open mic, completely different scene. Oh, yeah. The crazy thing was that, like, the next mic... And this is normal to everybody else, but fucking mind-blowing to, to us, coming from Winnipeg, is that we got out of that bar... And we walked like what? A couple blocks, like a couple two, bl- three blocks. A couple blocks to another open mic and then got on another one, which was like to us insane. Yeah. And we go in this other one and it's in a it's in the base like most comedies in basements, you know. Fuck, what was it called? It was a Winona. Winona Brewery. Yeah. And they're like, You gotta look for this guy named Darren. Darren'll put you on or whatever. Darren is a fucking great guy. He puts us on. And uh, he's like, Yeah, I just you know, meet in the basement. We get to the basement, it had this fucking Nirvana vibe. There's like one light bulb in the ceiling, you yeah. know, that's lighting the entire downstairs. I felt like there's going to be a mic that's like hanging there. I felt like Eminem was going to come out and like, you know how he always freestyles in like garage, like a fucking parking garage or some sketchy shit like that, yeah. you know? He's doing that thing. He's like, openly no one, I know it. That's the vibe this place had. Yeah. And we get down there, not a single girl. So we're flipping completely. Eventually it, it kind of filled out. I would say it was about 60, 40 split. Yeah. And it didn't just fill out though. Like it was full. Like it yeah. was like people, like there was no standing room left. And I would say, you know, we did, we did well. We did as well as we could have done at a woman's open mic the first time. Yeah. And people were kind of making weird faces at me because they feel they figured out I lied about being a transgender. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we, uh, we go to this one. And I will say that we, both of us, we put up, I was going to say we put up numbers. We put up a strong showing. Yeah. We I- showed out. And Winnipeg looked looked good, you yeah. know, because people shit out Winnipeg from Toronto. Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure it's not what we think, but it just felt to me because <laughs> you have this you have this this thought in your mind that all this the whole open mic scene in Toronto, if it's as good as if Winnipeg is as good as it is, Toronto must be better. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the thought you and me probably had going into it, mm-hmm. right? But once we got there and we saw some of the comedians going up, it was like, dude, this is like Winnipeg just felt like it had so much more talent. Because I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to say this in like a, a mean way, but some of the people that went up in Toronto, they were they weren't doing comedy. They were just the one woman went up and she just went. So I was at the store and I mean just the longest line at the checkout. And I'm gonna tell you guys something. I thought I was the only one who was in a rush today. <laughs> So, 
I'm in this line and I'm thinking, could it get any longer? And I'm like, is this, what is this? Yeah. You're just saying things that happened to you today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like if people in Winnipeg, like it, there's so many people who want to go on and there's so few rooms. If, if you're going up and it looks like you're not even trying like that, people will tell you like, hey, Maybe yeah. give it a rest. You maybe know? maybe take take a couple weeks off and actually write some jokes. And yeah. I'm I'm not saying that like like we're the fucking gods or anything like that. We're or we're the best or anything like that. When I started, I was fucking horrible. But at least you could tell I was trying for jokes. You know, mm-hmm. I was just going up there and saying like, uh, you know, bought a new bicycle, super cycle. Uh, I'd say it's super. Just thought of that one now. Like that's <laughs> literally the level of like what people were doing. You know. Mm. So, no, any, yeah. There anyways, was, we go, we go up. No, not only that. Sorry, just before you keep going on. Oh no, you on. go ahead. Uh, do you remember that guy who went on, and he was doing that, but he was doing it with all the anger I've ever seen in the entire world. Oh, the guy, he just took his day out on everyone. Yeah, he's like, I go to fucking work, <laughs> and I'm standing there, and this fucking idiot. I fucking hate him so much. I hate him so much. I want to fucking kill him. His name is Tanner. Tanner comes up to me and he starts bragging about how his girlfriend painted his nails last night. And I'm like, what kind of fucking guy paints his nails? And so I go to work and I'm saying, this is distracting. And he's just going on like that for like literally like probably the entire, literally the entire set. But what made me laugh the most was he he had he walked up and he didn't say anything for the first 10 seconds which kind of like was funny but he also had this like school shooter vibe yeah 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 he totally did and he's leaning on the mic stand and it looked like he was gonna go like hey what's the deal with computers like he he, he looked like he's gonna do the Seinfeld and then he just goes fucking work <laughs> I work and I work and all I fucking do is work <laughs> and I, I start laughing because I think he's gonna flip I don't think he's gonna turn this around he never turned it around. If anything, <laughs> he learned. He leaned harder into it. And the fun, the hardest I laughed at anything was he was getting the lights so hard because he wouldn't get off. And he goes, and I have all the worst things of my work is I have to wear a stupid fucking hat. <laughs> and I don't know why it made me laugh so hard because I just pictured this guy yeah. wearing like uh, maybe he works in some sort of pirate-themed bar. He has to wear like a, <laughs> like a fucking Jack Sparrow hat. Yeah. No, the, the thing that made me laugh was like he said the hat thing. Yeah. And then like the uh, he got lighted like so many so many times like you said. And then he stopped for like three seconds so the host started walking up and, and he just goes, and one other thing. <laughs> My fucking girlfriend starts getting, he goes on and he goes yeah. on for like another solid minute. Yeah. And then eventually like the host was standing right next to him. And he goes, I guess the fucking host is standing over here. So I got to fucking get off <laughs> yeah. this. It's like, Jesus Christ. And he goes, yeah, the host is like literally walking towards him. Like, dude, put the mic in the stand, put the mic in the stand. And he just goes, and now I don't even get to finish my fucking thoughts. This is why I work. For, I look forward to this all week. Can you imagine how bad my life is? This is, this will be the best part of my week. Yeah. And then he goes, Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, I had a great time out here. I'll see you guys next week. It was yeah. just such a weird switch. Because we were like, was that a, like some kind of like persona he was doing, or like, is he going Bill Burr to Bill Burr to extreme? Like, what is this guy going for? You know? Yeah. So that was really funny, and we did we did really well in that room because between the guy who was like uh, <laughs> talking about his day, like the super cycle guy, to the guy screaming. You know, we just carved our own little our own little piece in that open mic, and they gave us like a decent amount of time because we were out of towners. What did we do? Like five or six minutes there. I think he actually gave us more time than five. I'm pretty sure he gave us more time than they gave the rest of them. Yeah, like I felt like I did like probably six, seven. Yeah, so we do well, 
And as we're walking out, I'm like, oh, funny stuff, guys. I don't know anyone's name because I'm not from the city, obviously. And some kid, some person from the background goes like, hey, man, you're really funny. And I just kind of heard it from the back. And for some reason, I just big lead them. I don't usually do that. I just kept walking. And we're walking down the street. I didn't mean to big league this guy. I just kind of like was already out of the room. I wasn't going to come back and say like, oh, thank you, you know. Yeah. We're walking down the street trying to find the next open mic. And this guy like is running after us. Uh, there's no way he'll listen to this. Maybe he will. Silvio, what was his name? Silvio S- Pantera? S- no, it was Silvio Passero. Yeah, great guy. One of the best people I've met in comedy. Yeah. Uh, and he starts showing us the ropes of Toronto open mic scene. And going back to what we said about the comedy scene, this is one of the guys that was like surprisingly good. Like he had a niche and he really, really like committed to it and he was good. Like I will say that. Yeah, he had a real, a real like uh, kind of like a joke machine vibe. Like a lot of, a lot of jokes, but... Uh, kind of like a Dimitri Martin. I don't know how big you are in a comedy, but he had his own little niche, like Sully said, and he didn't veer from it. He he played it well. Yeah. So he chases us down, and now we got our own little tour guide of the Toronto comedy scene. So we go to the next open mic, which was in an attic somewhere. That was a comedy. It was a comedy something. It wasn't the comedy bar. It, well, yes, it was. Comedy gym? I don't know. It, I don't know, because I was looking at pictures, and it looked like the same room that we did. I'm pretty sure it was the comedy bar. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> Sylvia goes, guys, don't even worry. Bear in mind, this is how much of a saint this guy is. He's known us for all of, what, 35 minutes? He saw me jump over the fucking metro uh, bar to get a free ride. Yeah. You know? And he goes, the host is over there. Don't worry, I'll vouch for you guys. And he goes, he, I see him walk over and go like, hey, I just met these guys. They're from out of town. They're super funny, blah, blah, blah. And you just see the host with his arms folded. Host comes over later and he goes, yeah, you guys can go up, but you're going up like super late. So we didn't even get up to like 1230. No, we got on. I got on at one o'clock. Yeah, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the best room in that it wasn't well attended, but it was at the, at the front half. Because there were so the many front half, everybody was there, and there were even people, there were even audience members there. Like, I would say there's about 10 to 15 audience members there uh, on top of, like, the 30 comedians. So the room was the room was hot, but then a couple people went up. They didn't do any jokes. One guy said he would kill somebody, and next thing you know, the room's gone. One guy talked about hands for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> you all right over there? Jesus yeah, a little, Christ. little sneezeroo. Got it. Got me by surprise. You got the C virus or what? Yeah, from Toronto. Whew. I just keep telling people I've been to Toronto. Sneeze might be might be the coronavirus. <laughs> you know, I've been to Toronto. I don't know if you know. I actually been to Toronto. Like went to Oxford. Not a big deal. <laughs> so, anyways, that it was. But what I think was cool is to go on that late at night. It made me feel like the stories you hear of all these classic comedians that like I had to go on at two in the morning because that's the only time I could get, you know? Yeah. Because you can do, I think we could have even done another open room. They'd call me after dark or some shit like that. We could have done one more room and it was, uh, sorry, yawned right into the mic. It was a music and comedy room. So you could have, like, it, you could do music or comedy. It really doesn't matter. But that room runs until they said four in the morning. Yeah. And it, it really gave the, it, I was in, I was in comedy heaven because it's it's so nice to like if you mess something up you can come back from it like 20 minutes later instead of having to wait the whole till the next week you know it was nice it was nice to me that too that we had like our like me you and the other guy too because the first room that we did like we got to walk from that room to the next one and talk about like what in each other's sets could went better and like our tips from like as a comedian and then also as an audience member Mm -hmm. so it was cool to like have that opportunity just to like you were saying yeah 
to tweak things, but also having somebody else to, to give you that, those notes. For sure. So that kind of ended that night. Um, and then, we, is that the night we got lost? Yeah, it is. Because we, we left that room, went to A&W after. We, yeah, so we get a quick, quick, quick pop a burger and we hit the streets. Both of our, this is, the, okay, my phone was knowingly at like 2%. I see this. I see Sully's fucking playing with his phone, and I go, dude, don't waste all your power. Uh, we, we have no idea where we are, and we really need to use like the transit app or whatever. He's like, oh no, dude, it's fine, it's fine. This guy's fucking scrolling Instagram. He's fucking look at all the new followers I have. <laughs> so now we're out on the street, and we both have one percent battery. We don't know where we are. We don't know anything. We're taking advice from idiots. We're listening to homeless people. It's not looking good. And this time, it's not funny. It was funny when it happened in Calgary because there were a lot of people around, but it's late and it's also like Wednesday. So nobody's out. It's freezing cold and I'm just getting angrier by the second. The thing that was dumb though was like, <laughs> look at how, look at the different, it's just like the thing that was crazy. I'm like, oh, I was fuming, you know? <laughs> no, the thing that was fucking annoying to me though was like, uh, people just kept telling us the total opposite things, opposite things to do. Like we got on the, we got on the, the streetcar. The bus driver said to do one thing. The people on the bus that said they live in Toronto for eight years told us to do another thing, so we listened to them. We got off the bus. We walked one way. A guy asked us for smokes. He told us to go the opposite way we were walking. The police police officer didn't say shit to us, even while we were trying to get help. From There's them. a police officer. She was, she was like one of the, the traffic lights burnt out, so she was like rent a traffic cop. And Sully walks up to her, and he goes, uh, hey, I'm not from here. And she goes, don't care. Like literally like, like don't care. Fuck off. Leave me alone, you know? Yeah. Didn't help him at all. So we're just, we're having a rough time, right? And it's tough to tell. Usually I have a good sense of when I'm in a sketchy neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at this time, I mean, everything looks the same. And it's kind of, the buildings, how do I even want to say this? The, the, the buildings in Toronto, they all look so similar it, in like the way they're built it's it, in Winnipeg like you're like this place sucks I can tell this there's the houses are falling apart this looks like shit that guy is sleeping on the floor <laughs> you know you could see things that you're like this neighborhood might be a little sketchy everything seemed to look the same until there was no there was no chicken chefs anywhere so we didn't know we were in the hood <laughs> so yeah everything looks like Kenny versus Spenny like that's what everything looks like so we're, we're walking around and I'm like fuck this the next cab I see I'm taking it and I think I stole a cab from somebody. Like the cab was pulled over in front of somebody's house. And no, was... some people were getting out. That's what. It was. Oh, okay. People so were leaving the cab. The cabs, like, like stopped, and I sprint over to it, and this lady starts following us, and she's going like, "Hey, boys!" And she's like, "She looked like she was a fucking witch. Like she was like, <laughs> she had like it was yeah. And she was like like no, it's not in the, not in the way she looked, but the way she was running. Like she was like hobbling over. And in the way she looked, she had a you know when a, a dog has a cloudy eye. That's what she had. She had like glaucoma in one eye. It was sad. And I don't mean to make fun of her, but she's pretty stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's just like talking to me and going like, what are you doing? Do you buy any weed? Do you have a lighter? Just like all these questions. And I'm like, no. And then she just gets into my cab. Yeah. And then the guy goes, do you know this lady? And she looks at me like, you better say you know me. And I'm like, uh. Yeah, I know this lady. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> you, I didn't want to you, fight because you were already in the front seat of the cab and she was already in the back. So I'm the one who has to sit with this fucking lunatic. I'm not going to say, no, I don't know you. And then she stabs me with her with her 
Fucking like HIV pen. Yeah, <laughs> HIV pen to ward off intruders. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sitting there. She's going like, just drop me off and a couple lights. So like five lights go by. She's like, a couple more. She's just milking this ride for all it's worth. And then the cab guy starts giving me shit going like, why do you know? Why do you say you know this lady? Why would you say something so stupid? But then he told us later, because the thing that was weird to me was like, he told us later that that same lady like offered him a BJ in exchange for a ride. Yeah. So I was kind of like, how did you, why would you think that that lady was associated with us? Yeah. Do I look like somebody who gets BJs from people with fucking glaucoma? She literally. Hunchback in Notre Dame. This is exactly why I can. And winter boots was not even cold out. This is because we have the camera. This is literally how it looked when she walked up to us. Like, this is exactly how it looked. We were like way the fuck over there. And she hobbles over like this. She hobbles over. I'll describe what he's doing. Excuse me. <laughs> what are you guys doing tonight? She, she, yeah, she had like this Jurassic Park. Like, she, her, her neck was like, <laughs> her head was way ahead of her torso. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like it could retract into itself. And then she had this crackhead voice. It was just not a good look. So, eventually we did make it back, but it took us like four hours, and I was freezing, and I, then I had to sleep on my jail bed. This was not an excellent time. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fucking nuts. By the time we got back, it was like four in the morning, and then you hear people having a fuck fest. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Grossest Airbnb I've ever seen. I was like, somebody's going to get some kind of STD. Yeah. I was a little bit worried for bed bugs. We I were, slept, I we slept, were, I slept fully clothed. Yeah, we both know? did. We both slept fully fucking clothed. I don't know if that would help. Like I slept with my hood over my head because I was like, I don't want to get lice. I don't want to get bed bugs. Yeah, but we didn't. So mission accomplished. Put it there, bucko. So the next day we go out, and I'm not even kidding. We walked around probably the entire city on foot. Yeah, got the best chicken and waffles ever. How do I know that? Well, because it's the only chicken and waffles I've ever had, there which also go. makes it the best I've ever had. Don't remember what it was called. It was in Kensington Market. Not a big deal. Yeah. Just a couple of general notes. I'm going to generalize the entire city of Toronto right now. Okay. So people shit on Winnipeg. Ha, ha, ha. You guys have nothing. My retort is always, ah, ha, ha. Go to Regina. They have nothing. We have a little bit more than nothing. So people shit on it. They say there's nothing to do. They say the weather sucks and all that's fine and good. But let me tell you guys something. When you go to Toronto, the general consensus that I got is that people in Winnipeg are generally more attractive than the people in Toronto. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's that's quite the assumption. From everybody I saw, and let me tell you, I have a memory like no other. Maybe we just repelled the hotties, dude. Maybe. But what I'm telling you is this. People dressed way nicer in Toronto. There were no slubbish looking people. Everybody was dressed to impress. The guys had a fresh pair of kicks on. The girls, they got whatever. They have way more options. They got high heels. They got nice boots. They got it all. I always, you know, you build your outfit from the shoes up. Everybody knows that. People have very nice shoes, okay? The girls, they, a lot of them have very impressive surgeries done. Whatever it is that makes it look like you just got punched in the mouth three days ago, <laughs> that's what they got. That, that nice pout look. Everybody's got that walking around. But let me tell you something. There was not as much natural beauty as Winnipeg possesses. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> that's the most convoluted thing I've ever heard. Dude, Winnipeg, hottest chicks. I mean, Cody Coe said the same thing. Did he? Yeah. He, on his podcast, he said he hated. So why the fuck you breaking my balls then? No, no, no. You're, I don't know. Cause I didn't, like, first of all, I didn't say hottest chicks. I said they're... I, if if the what do you what do you think the regular person walking around is, out of out of ten? What do you think the, the if if the every if the every man's like a five, 
You know what I mean? That's I would say Winnip- if the every man is the f- is a five across the world, I would say Winnipeg has a slight edge from all the cities I've seen, and I've been to North Dakota. <laughs> they have a slight edge over Toronto. That's all I'm trying to say. You're trying to. I don't even no, know no, what you're trying, trying to make to you do. feel like a dick. Uh, you in the cases that we saw. In the places that we saw at the time that we went, I will agree with you. We weren't even, it's not like we were in any like poor neighborhoods. We were in the best of the best. We walked through the fucking business sector where all the rich people are. The people who have the most money. The people who have the best clothes. We saw it all. Let me tell you something. I saw one guy and isn't he was. Ri- isn't Richmond Hill the, the most expensive place? I don't know. I saw one guy and he was an absolute 10 of a man, which is something you don't see every day. This guy, he had, he had fucking eyes of like a husky that Siberian just, just pierced your soul and he was ripping cigarettes. He kind of had a badass vibe, but then his maybe his good looks will deteriorate in five years the way this guy was smoking them because he was in a hurry. So I saw that guy. I saw uh, when we were in Waffle House, uh, all those ladies that walked in. With some beautiful women. Some beautiful ladies. But other than that, you know, maybe you don't look for, for attractive people in Waffle House, but I'm just <laughs> saying, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's what I'll say. Is I will. You agree. can shit on Winnipeg all you want, but we have some very, very nice looking. You know what it is? It's probably because everyone in Toronto's hustling so hard they're just fucking worn down. Yeah. You stand. You stand. You're in the way somewhere. You're getting knocked down. And that was me. I hate when people are just walking around looking at shit, like in malls. You know. Yeah. So we, anyways, we saw a lot of shit in Toronto. We saw Hockey Hall of Fame. We took a picture by the CN Tower, but we didn't fucking go on it because fuck that shit. I'm not going to pay $100 to ride an elevator. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. What else did we, we did something else. Oh, we went to Second City. We went to Second City. We saw where all the famous, you know, all these famous like comic actors have, have come from. We went to this shoe store that looked like it could be on uh, Sneaker Shop with Complex. Uh, what I thought was funny about that was they have a guy there, and all I've in Winnipeg, Maybe we have better looking people, but we don't have high end retailers. Like we don't have Louis Vuitton, we don't have Gucci, we don't have, you know, like sneakers that are that cost three thousand dollars because they're the the rarest Jordans. We just don't have that shit, right? So it's very new to the both of us. And when you're in this sneaker store, there's a guy who stands. I'm not kidding, inches away from you the whole time. Yeah, like he does not make it not obvious that he's watching you. Like you you know that he's there. To see. I don't even think it's a watching you thing. I think it's like you're gonna buy something. You gonna buy something? You gonna buy something? That's the vibe he gave me. Yeah. And I didn't give a shit. I didn't give one shit because I was like, I'm never gonna see this until the next time I go to a major city. I'll fucking stand here all day. I'll fucking have a conversation with you if you want. But I'm not moving. I'm not even. I'm not hurrying up. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not falling into his trap. Cause I'm on vacation, loser. My vacations are within Canada. What do you think you would have done if you just started punching the supreme punching bag? I don't know. That sounds like some Nelk boy shit, though. Dude, One they just dumbass pranks they do. They just did a video. Guess what it was? I don't know. It was vaping in people's faces. That sucks. Are you, this is the thing. We're gonna do a little aside here. So Sully comes home the other day, and he tells me I did a dumb thing, which I'm down to hear. Whenever I do a dumb thing, I tell him about it. Whenever he does a dumb thing, he tells me about it. So I'm sitting there, and this man's gonna look in my face, and he's gonna tell me he decided he's gonna start vaping. And what does he do? He goes to the fucking store and he buys jewel pods and just brings them home. And then he goes, well, how the fuck do you smoke these? I'm like, well, you need a jewel. He goes, well, it doesn't say that on the box. It's a stupid business model. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to blame the business model. 
Yeah, that was pretty dumb. I will, that I will was admit. pretty dumb, and it was pretty like, I don't know. I'm not a big vape fan. I would have been more. I would have been more impressed if you came home with a carton of cigarettes and like this. I'm starting this. This is my new thing. Yeah. But if you come home with a fucking melon flavored vape. Not in my. I don't house, know. I know. just thought I want to have. I want to have something to de-stress me, but I don't want to get high. Because I just feel like if I get high, I won't get. I won't be productive. Right. Right. I know me. I don't. I'm not productive on when I smoke. I don't want cigarettes just because I don't want that smell around me and associated with me. Right. But I'm down to smell like mint or mango. Oh, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than that that sweet smell just hurts your head. Anyway, sorry to all the vaping population out there. I just thought I'd have to throw that out there. He got jewel paws. We didn't have a jewel. Yeah. So um, we're in Toronto and we're looking for stand up. It's a little bit slow on the Thursday that we were there. But we did weasel our way into some sort of pro-am show. And I was pretty excited about it. You know, we weasel our way onto it. And it's just kind of like it's paid acts and then plus non-paid acts, so amateurs. And these guys, I don't know. I wouldn't say they were pros, you know. They were booked acts. They are booked. They are booked. So they weren't call pros, that they... what you will. I don't, I don't know if they're pros or not. So we have no idea where we're going. We go to this bar. It's called The Frog. We go in. We go, where's the comedy? They go, there is no comedy. I'm like, what the fuck? It said The Frog. They're like, you're at the wrong The Frog. I'm like, there's two The Frogs. It was called Firkin on something, though, wasn't it? It was called Firkin on something. That was the the, the the name of the night, but the bar was called The Frog. Oh, okay. Maybe The Frog's name was Firkin. I don't Firkin know. Firkin The Frog. So we go to the right Firkin The Frog, The Frog. But bar. It, we're literally across the entire, the entire, like where we were, we were at one point in the city and then we were at the total opposite end. Like we took like, it was like a fucking 40 minute transit ride. Yeah. And we get there and I use the whole thing. I tell us how we got, I tell the host how we're from out of town. I tell him about all the people we've opened up for. I fucking drop all these names and he's just like, oh, I totally do. I'll put you on. And uh, so Sully and I are waiting to go on. And I start looking at him and I'm going, dude, did he say where we're doing comedy? And so he's like, no. Now both of us, we're getting a little, we're getting a little worried because the vibe of this, it had a Boston pizza vibe. It's a sports bar, there's TVs everywhere and the fucking Maple Leafs are playing. Yeah, and I didn't know how crazy the Leafs game were in that place, in like in Toronto. Oh, like well, the Leafs sure. are, I didn't think like I'm a Leafs fan, but I didn't even know it was like that beloved, you know, like yeah. if the Leafs are on, everybody's, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So I'm starting to think like, where the fuck are they going to do this comedy? Out of nowhere, the host gets his mic stand from, I don't know, the, the utility closet. He gets a little, uh, uh, an amp, he wheels it out and he just fucking starts talking. And everyone's going like, what is this guy doing? He's just amongst the people. He's going like. Yeah, you know, it's weird because, you know, I'm half Jamaican, but I'm also Korean, and I don't know. I don't, I'm just making up shit, right? Yeah. And everyone's just going, like, what is he talking about? Why is he talking about his ethnicity for? It's just, I'm just, I'm trying to watch the Leafs game here. People are talking, like, what is this? And then people kind of figure out it's a comedy show, but it perfectly worked to Sully and I's advantage because by the time we got on, the people that wanted to be entertained by comedy stayed, and the other people had left. And some people were just fixated on the Leafs game. So you really knew which part of the room to attack. Yeah. And there's also a, like a there was a like a dad and then like a 12-year-old girl there before we got on. So luckily they left before we started doing comedy. Yeah, they left because the first guy did did he had 10 minutes, he did 5 anal minutes. With yeah. a 12-year-old. 
Yeah. Like, he, dude, you, you stuck to the anal stuff? But he acknowledged that the 12-year-old was in the crowd. Which made it th- even more creepy. And then started doing the anal stuff. Ugh. Me and him were looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> they booked this guy? Yeah, because he was one of the book dacks. That's right. Yeah. He op- well, no, the opener was – he was one of the book dacks. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. I, I'd say there was a couple people who were pretty good. They were. They were. Um, and then after that, we're like – we did our set. went well, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought we did really well. Yeah. We really, uh, we really attacked uh, what was going on. We addressed everything that happened. The guy who went before me, he was like – you could tell it was like his first first couple of times doing stand-up. Yeah. And he goes, uh, hey, everybody, I'm uh, Steven, which is a weird way to start. <laughs> the host just said you're Steven. You have to restate <laughs> that you are Steven. And he goes, the last time I was here, it didn't go so well. And I'm thinking, like, oh, fuck, I have to follow this guy, right? He goes, so I'm going to tell a story of uh, my first time, uh, you know, like, Everybody has a first time, and I think you know what I'm talking about. And he had, like, this vibe to him, and he did the most awkward sex jokes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> in <laughs> my life. Like, and then she's like, okay, well, time to take off your pants. And I was just thinking, like, ooh, my pants. And I got a little <laughs> chill on the back of my back, on the back of my neck. And so I started unbuttoning my pants, and she started smiling, and then she started frowning, and then she started crying, which <laughs> I thought was a little weird, but... And yeah, th- th- it was sad because, like, the only person that was there to watch him was his wife. And she was kind of trying to be like, oh, you're funny. But really, deep down, she was like, oh, my God, I'm married to this guy, you know. Not only was she married to them, she was, like, the focus of his awkward sex jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, God bless her, you know. He didn't scare her away. She's here to this day. So that's the guy I follow. I go up and I go, give it up for Steven. That guy fucks. Am I right? <laughs> and then uh, as somebody starts laughing. And then I go, hey, buddy. And he was right in front of me. I give him the, the fist bump. I go, congrats on the sex. Good for you. 37, I mean, it had to happen. Something, something like that, right? So we break the silence. We break the... Uh, the the not, awkwardness. The, the awkward vibe. And then you followed me, right? Yeah. So, so And it was good because they had back-to-back Winnipeg guys. We f- kind of fed off each other. You kind of use what I use. Yeah. Like you use, you went off of what I use. Yeah. Like you were talking about how I'm not going to do your bit. Yeah. But you were talking about how you were like poor. And then yeah. I, I went and said like, my New Year's resolutions was to find less poor friends. Yeah. And I was like, the mission not accomplished because I came to Toronto with Milan. And yeah. Went into my set. So we're starting to think, you know, we, we've been on our grind uh, of comedy. It's time to go out to have some fun. And I go up to the host, Dan Lamar, great guy. I seriously doubt he's listening to this, but thank you for putting me on. Samesies. Um, and uh, I go, dude, is there any liquor stores open? He goes, I, I think there might be one open till 11. So Sully and I look at our watch. It's 10.57, right? We pick, we pick up our luggage, which we carried on our backs the whole time because we put everything in a backpack. <laughs> I mean, that's how guys travel, you know? Yeah, but we didn't have, like, we just you had a backpack, and I had, like, a fucking weird satchel, which I regret bringing. No, yeah. you had a computer bag because he, <laughs> he thought he wouldn't be able to fit his backpack into the little – because you get one free personal item, and he was worried that, that it wouldn't be uh, – the right size or whatever, and you have to pay. Or just leave it there, like one of the two, you know? So he brings all his, his clothes in a computer bag. I don't even, I would like to know how you even fit them in there. I'm fucking, what's that girl's name? The little Japanese girl on the Netflix series? Oh, yeah. Mary Sequoia or whatever the hell her name was? Yeah. I fucking Mary Sequoia the shit out of that shit. You betcha he did. So anyway, we sprint to the liquor store. We, we It's at the top floor of some mall. I don't know why it was still open. 
we run up escalators. You ever see how crazy somebody looks when they're running up an escalator? That's what we do. We run up it and we get there and the guy just barred up the door. So we're just like, oh, fuck it, everything like that. And we didn't go, we didn't, we didn't hit the Tizown. We didn't hit the Tizown. We hit a bar. Yeah, we hit a bar. We met up some people from, from Winnipeg that we knew. It was a good time, but we definitely did not go out. I was ready. I was ready. Although it was Thursday, which is kind of a weird night. Yeah. But the thing was that by the time we got, by the time we got to downtown and then had one drink and then put our bags, um, put our bags away, uh-huh. it was like two, it was, by the time we would have got downtown, like it would have been game over. For sure. For sure. So you guys be the judge of this. Has Toronto changed the, the has Toronto changed us? You ever meet somebody who goes away? And I, I'll, I will admit like it was uh, a, it was a good experience. You know, it's good to see a new stand-up scene. It's good to see all the opportunity that's out there. You know, there's a whole world outside your city, all that stuff. But some, like we, how long were we gone for? A couple days, what, like three, four days? Like, uh, yeah, whatever, four days. Somebody comes back and they're just like, I mean, when I was in Toronto, it's like, this just wouldn't fly. What you're doing right now, what you're dressed in, oh, my God. Yeah. People just would hate you so much. You're oh so lucky God. you live here. Your top lip, it's not even, It's you don't even have any plastic <laughs> surgery. You would not fit in. I don't get that, dude. They, they, they look ridiculous. Is that, is that mean to say? I think, I don't know. I, I think that's all, pers- that's all. It's all your perspective, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think like, I like, obviously if you get it done wrong, then it looks bad. Yeah. But if you're going for like, I'm a, I'm a fucking like, I, if I got a lip job, it would, <laughs> it would like, it yeah, would. Yeah, but you, but you, you're, you're, you're fucking, what? you've got nowhere to go but up, you know? If you pump it up a little, thanks, dude. If you got, Fuck you. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I if I got my fucking eyebrows pumped up, it'd be like, why the fuck would you do that? They're already so big, you know. Yeah. You see these people? They got nice full lips, and then they they pump them up. They they look like like what's that fish? What's the fish from Silk? A catfish with that that mud pout face. Dude, you okay, just... okay, I'm getting the whole thing canceled. <laughs> this episode has been full of some interesting things. What's that? Am I wrong? I I think it's a matter of perspective. I'll say. But everything's a matter of perspective. I think, like, if you get it done wrong, it looks really dumb. There you go. That's what I meant. I don't know what good from bad surgeries, but the people who get them done wrong, so let me ask, I feel do you bad think, for them. Do you I'm think, not trying to do the whole fucking do, do you think, bit. Do you think Kylie Jenner looks bad with her lips like that? Yeah, but she has the best in the world, you know? Yeah, but do you think that's, like, do you still think that's bad? I don't even know. Because I think it, look, it, it looks good to me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't look like if, like I could show you a picture of a, like what a bad one looks like. Yeah, that's that's those are the ones I'm talking about. Yes. Then that totally works. Yeah. Then I'm not does. saying it across. I'm not saying it across the board. I hope somebody writes in and just trashes me. <laughs> just to clarify, I tried to save your ass. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The funniest thing though was like us boarding the plane in Hamilton again. What's that? Us boarding the plane in Hamilton. Ugh. And I then, was oh, so... the, the fucking dude in front of us. What? Which dude? Fucking Ned Flanders. Oh my god. You 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 can get on that one. So me and Milan are like, it, first of all, we haven't slept. We slept in the Uber ride that we almost missed oh. on our way to the plane. We got our, on our way to the Hamilton fucking piece of shit airport, <laughs> and we walk on, and in front of us is is a family, like 
a dad, a mom, and two. Oh my god, that guy! And two and two little boys, and we're standing there, and we're fucking zombies in this airport. <laughs> like we're literally like not alive, and this fucking guy, dude, would just not stop talking. Like he looks behind us. He looks behind us to <laughs> people behind us because he knew he did. We did not want to talk, and they have like a bag, like that weird shaped bag, and he just goes, "Oh my goodness, what's in that bag? What do you got going on there? You got." Are those skis? Where are you guys skiing? Oh, you guys in the mountain? You guys are skiing? Oh, that that must have been fun. Where you guys? You guys have a you guys have a cottage out there? Oh no, timeshare? Oh, timeshare? Oh, I had a timeshare in Iowa. I had a timeshare in Iowa. It was great. Oh, you guys got skis? You guys must have had so much fun. I'm trying to bring me and me and little Billy and little Joel over here. We're trying to bring them out to the cottage one day. We're telling you, we gotta get some skis like you guys. And he keeps going on like that. Me and Milan are looking at each other like, fuck At first, I was, so, I was so mad. I can't even describe how mad I was. I was barely alive. I didn't, We had the brilliant idea of just saying, why don't we just stay up all night? We won't have to go to sleep and worry about it, right? So he's doing this whole like Flanders thing. And at first, I look at Braden and I, I show him my like my fists like clench like the Arthur the Arthur meme. I like fuck this guy, and by the end, I was hysterically laughing. Brandon was laughing, and the more we laughed, the more weirded out that guy would get. He'd go like, like he said, skiing, and I'd be like, oh my god, ah, fucking do it louder, man, you know, like, oh, it was awful. No, the dumbest thing he said was he just got he got way too into it. Like he asked them so much personal questions. Yeah, it was like he went full on white guy mode with nosiness, you yeah. know. He's going like, so what are you doing there? You go to Mississippi? That's a weird place to go. Why would you go there? And he's doing the thing where he's like, you must got a lot. Of, you must have quite a bit of money if you're going to Mississippi. What neighborhood do you live in? Yeah. Can I you, get your postal code? Oh, you must be from Charleswood. There's no way. You Let me tell you, you must be a skidoo guy. You're a, you're an Arcticat, dude. I could tell just by the way your pockets look. Yeah. It was, it was, it was unreal. For a guy that's from Charleswood, it's pretty weird that you have DC shoes on. Am I right? Like, he was just like, why are you saying... The, you're going to get your ass kicked. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then his wife had a small moment of panic that, like, kind of brought him down. She's like, oh, my God. Gerald, where is it? Gerald, where are the tickets? The tickets? You said you had them. She's, like, doing that, like, staccato He's voice. doing, like, the, the four-packet pot, pat. The four-pocket pa- pat. Yeah. Yeah. And he, oh my and, goodness. And he was oh, like, oh, gee whiz. Oh, gee willikers. I'm so sorry. As, as nice as we've been talking to you, I really have to locate my tickets. I hope that your skis get safely home. <laughs> and then we get to the line and me and Milan are like checking out our shit. Like where you like take your shoes off, you put your keys in the thing and they run it through to make sure you don't have a bomb on you. And this guy, I hear this guy like from, we're already in, we're already in the fucking waiting area. I can still hear this guy going like, oh my goodness, I got to take off my belt, don't I? You gonna make me take off my belt, hey? No, and then he would do these these awful jokes back to his wife. Only one who takes off my belt is that lady over there. I mean, <laughs> his kids go, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Hey, how do you guys think you got here?" I'm like, married thirty-seven years. 30, trust me, thirty-seven strong. She's seen all my belts. I got. She's seen all the belts. I got these two little stickers right here. I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine till they start getting their belts hey. loosened. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> These two right here are just a couple more of my notches in my belt. Am I right? <laughs> and the guy's like, I, do, you know what, do, you know, do you know what that means? The or? TSA guy's like, holy shit, dude. I did not get paid to, to yeah. listen to this. Dude, he's, and this is like, he's like setting off the alarm. You could, he's like, you could just go. Just get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
<laughs> just take the bomb on the plane. Out. Kill, <laughs> kill yourself. Kill right. yourself. <laughs> if you kill everyone else, it's worth it as long as you're out of my sight. <laughs> Where are you going? You going to Winnipeg? Oh, no way. Winnipeg is quite the city. Yeah. That was... And then when we came back, we came back. We had the longest walk. I've never been more tired than when we walked down Osborne. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so tired. I was literally barely even standing, you know? Yeah. It's so funny because normally, like, we could talk for days. Like, me and Milan will talk and talk and talk. But we were on the bus, and we are just like, we both gave each other the look that was like, don't fucking talk to me. I've heard every story. I don't need to hear another one. Yeah. I literally, I slept like a homeless person on the bench, uh, like, before we took the plane. Yeah. Like, with my hood up, just like, fucking done with this, done with this shit. And that has been episode 17. We hope you liked it. What do we got in store for you? Some very, very, very exciting news. That's right. Our next episode, we got... Drum roll, please. Sir Louis. The third. Winnipeg rap. God. God. Coming into the studio. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're gonna. We're not doing interviews the way that people normal do in, normally do interviews. We're not doing interviews at all. We're having a chill as fuck chat with That's Sir right. Louis the Third. That's right, and I'm really excited for that. You know, uh, Sully will tell you this firsthand. I am a huge hip hop fan. Sully is also a hip hop fan. Also, maybe the world's biggest R and B fan. Possibly. Possibly. Have you heard me sing on the podcast? Probably. Probably. Was you know, it? you what do you got? You got a shanty. You got uh, Lauren Hale is kind of R and B ish. You got Usher. You know, you got all of them. Miguel, all of them. All of them. All Brain of them. knows it all. I don't know if he's into that, but we'll we will find out. And we'll. Uh, I mean, he's got. A, he seems to be a really interesting guy. We met him before, and uh, yeah, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll get him to spit some bars on the podcast. Who knows? Five fingers of death. Get ready. CTP style. Um, but stay tuned for that. We also got some comedy. I think we're going to have a comedy announcement coming soon um, as to when our next show is. Yeah, we might give you that on the next the next pod. So stay tuned for that. If it is coming, it's a big one. Oh, for sure. Um, do we have anything else? Follow us on social medias. That's right. At Milan Hransky. At Braden Solberg on Instagram. Solberg Braden on Twitter. Um, Closing Time Podcast on Instagram. The Closing Time Pod on Twitter. Follow all those. Um, you could see what happened in Toronto. You could see some funny videos on there. Well, who sees? Who knows what will happen with these sketches? You never know. You never know. Maybe one will pop up on your feed. Who knows? If you need some video content, go watch a Red Bull video. We didn't get in. A little update on that, but <laughs> <laughs> you can go watch it. Yeah. Maybe next time you motherfuckers will vote more. Okay? No, it wasn't you guys. This is what happened. You guys voted like champs, okay? Everybody we knew voted. Or at least they told me they did. But what happened was, these bastards from the East Coast, they weren't on reading week when the voting was happening. They were going into their lecture halls, and they were getting two to 300 votes a whack. And we had this from an inside source. I forget who it was, but... This is the LM, Lindsay McCormick. Told us this firsthand. Those bastards, they didn't cheat, but damn, damn it. They were the better... The better squad, I guess. Hey, we, we, got, beat, we got beat by the french fries. We did. All good. Whatever. Maybe next time. Actually, we won't be able to because we'll be graduated, but it's fine. But whatever. We'll still go to Europe one day. And we'll tell you all about that on the Closing Time Podcast. See you next time. Peace.
beginning comes from some other beginning's end.